Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from the warehouse. Gordon taking the day off today, getting a little R&R, but uh, let's get out to the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint are coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. Of course, he makes the magic happen for AT&T Sportsnet. He's the one, the only, Big T, Thurl Bailey. What's going on, Thurl? Hey, Jake, is that what they're calling it now, R&R? A little R&R, no. R, right, yes. A little rest and, re- rest and relaxation. Yeah, okay. Uh, he's on the golf course somewhere then, I guess. <laughs> Uh, it's it's true. Well, you know, uh, you, writing those columns, Thurl, it's tough. That's tough work to. It's a lot. The, yeah, the, 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 carpal tunnel syndrome. You need to rest that 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 stuff. I got you. The struggle is real. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, Big T, let's start off here. First and foremost, how are you and yours? We haven't talked to you for a minute. Everybody doing all right? Pretty good. Well, for everybody, it's a different time and just try to get through it the best way you can. There's some very good to come out of it with, uh, you know, my, me and my family and having to spend a little more time to for me anyway. Right. So it's been good to have them around and, and I'm not sure they're quite tired of me yet, but, uh, been able to work my sons out basketball wise and see them play a little bit. So it's been good. Love it. Well, let's uh, let's talk about the broadcast a little bit first here. Uh, Big T, we saw the news today that the scrimmages are going to be broadcast on AT&T Sportsnet, which I think is yes, awesome. But uh, talk about the challenge of being in the empty arena calling the game that's happening in Orlando. It's going to be a little different. It'll be different, and I'm not sure how challenging it's going to be yet. I mean, you think of it as an experiment, because I think that's kind of what these scrimmage games are in a way, right? It's an experiment. Um, for 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 the the real thing, but it'll be different, for, uh, of course. But I mean, we're going to make it work. Uh, the atmosphere will be different. There's nothing like being right there, dead center, in that environment to really have it come across to give people an idea of of what the bubble is like coming from the broadcast. We're not going to have that, so you know we have to get all the information we can and try to deliver that to the listeners and viewers the best way we can to, to make them feel a part of it. So, yeah, it'll be different, but I'm sure glad, like you are, that, that something's happening and we're getting we're getting back in the act, into action. Throw Big T. Bailey with us. Thurl, I want to ask you about Donovan and Rudy and their relationship. There's been a little melodrama throughout all of this. And really? we've, all fo- <laughs> we've all followed that closely. But I want to ask you about it because give us the former player perspective. You've been in these locker rooms and seen relationships and kind of know how it works. So I'm curious to your thoughts on what we've seen between the Jazz two All-Stars. Well, it's a different era different game, different players, because back when I played, it never left the locker room, right? Nobody really knew about it. You may have had, you know, you may have looked on the court at a game or something that had some questions about these guys getting along, but it never came out of the locker room if, if guys were having issues with each other, and that's where it should stay. But 
with that being said, um, we, we still don't know the extent of what that is. We can guess. Um, but I, it, it's like this. Listen, you've got a job to do. You have to learn how to work together. It comes with maturity. It comes with um, some sacrifice. And so, you know, I, I think, from my view, these guys know how to how to work with each other. Uh, I don't think there's any hate involved. They're teammates, and, and you know, you have to love each other to necessarily get along. You just have to coexist. And so, you have something go wrong, you have a discussion on what family does, and you get it figured out. What kind of uh, quality of basketball do you think we're going to get, Big T? Is it going to take them a minute to, to get into shape, or do you think the product will be pretty good from the go? Well, I think a lot of it depends on what they have been doing you know, prior to the start. Uh, you know, Guys have had opportunities to work out. I don't think that any player at that level can't find a way to work out, to, keep, to do something. Um, you can't get in the game shape. It's about you cannot unless you're in a game, and I think that's what these two, three weeks are for. But uh, I, what I'm going to be, I would be about is just the, the chemistry. It's not going to be instant chemistry, uh, even though these guys know each other. Um, the basketball chemistry is even another thing. You haven't been around each other in a while. Uh, virtually, it doesn't count. So. You know, you've got to find a way to get back some semblance of how you were playing, and, the, and specifically the Jazz, before all this happened. I thought the Jazz were at a, at a good, in a good place before all this went down. And so can you get that back right away? I doubt it. Um, you know, you can get certain instinctive things and connectivity, but it, even, if, even through practice, it's going to take a while, I think, to get it back during the game. I think that's why you've heard that uh, Coach Quinn Snyder's kind of going to let these guys play a little bit more. than. So we'll see how that pans out. But it depends on the team and the guys and and, and their mindsets as well. Thurl Bailey is with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Um, Boyan Bogdanovich has been incredibly productive. He's had a great year, there's no doubt, and it's going to be hard to, to proceed without him. But who do you think bears the most responsibility to make up for some of that production? philosophy on this jazz team is not one guy right it, it's it's it is a next man up mentality but it doesn't mean that that next man up has to take on all the responsibility to score to bring what 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 bogey brought and and you can't even replace that right you've got to do it in your own way uh, you heard donovan talking about being more of a uh, facilitator as well as maybe picking up some of that scoring but I, you know, I still see Joe Ingles playing a huge role in this as a facilitator and a guy who's going to be responsible to score as well. Um, and it's hard to to say sometimes because you don't, you know, you don't want anybody to get hurt. But sometimes that presents opportunities for other guys, right? Like a Mike Connolly, who struggled early on trying to find his way. But I think began to find that, and now he's going to have to find that again and then a little bit more, right? And so that responsibility is going to fall, especially with the makeup of this team, in a lot of guys' hands, guys off the bench. Um, and it's going to be interesting to, to really see 
I don't think one guy can look at it as, um, you know, I'm, I'm averaging 15, now i got to average 25. It doesn't work that way. I think you, you still have the defense-first philosophy, and then offensively, you know, you, you run the same plays, and, and if you've got a shot, you take it. But if not, it's one more pass to Royce O'Neal in the corner, and that's how they have to continue playing. You alluded to uh, Donovan Mitchell talking about uh, improving his passing and getting his teammates more involved. Is that the next step in his career evolution as he gets better and better? Is that kind of the, the immediate thing he needs to put into his game? Um, I, I think we've seen some of it. I mean, Donovan's not hes not a selfish player. He really is a team player, but he also understands his role on the team right, and, and how he needs to mature and progress as a player. We've seen that in the last couple of years with him not trying to finesse so much at the rim as much as getting to the rim and getting fouled, right, getting to the free throw line more, um, you know, James Harden-esque, if you will. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, his youth and his progression, I think it's coming along just great. He hasn't degressed or anything, I think, that he's on a team that needs him to be really, really consistent every single night. And that doesn't mean he has to have 20 every night, but he has to have a big impact on the game, um, whether it's, you know, you're losing a, a clutch player like Bogey. Uh, you know, he's got to start to become more clutch in that area, especially when it's a tight game and everybody knows the ball is going to be in his hands. So, it's not so much about whether I need to score here as much as I need to make the best play possible, right? It might be for me, but it might not be, and I've got to have the right instincts to be able to do that. So, yeah, I think that's part of the progression of Donovan Mitchell, and, and I think he's done well at it. Big T, Thurl Bailey with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, Thurl, there's no doubt that uh, there's a lot of kind of wonky stuff with this bubble, but one big one is there is no more home court advantage. There's no more home court, period. What kind of effect do you think that that will have on the playoffs? Are we going to see longer series, shorter series? What? How do you? How will that play itself out, do you think? Well, first of all, I'm not sure I've heard the word wonky in a long time, uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> but, but I got you. Um, it, I think it'll have some effect, right? I mean, and not just not home court, but no people. Right. I mean, that's got to affect everybody. And whether you think that that makes the playing feel a little more even, even for some of those teams who, you know, were in that sixth, seventh, possibly eighth, or even ninth position, then maybe they get an advantage. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't even think that they're sure. But, um, you know, it kind of is what it is, right? You have to kind of take it as something uh, as something new, and everybody's got to go through it. Um, it's, it's interesting. I don't really even know how to, in what way to put it. It's just a whole new ball of wax that everybody has to adjust to. It does take away some advantages that, you know, teams that play well at home, uh, seem to have, but you've got to kind of create your own energy amongst the team. I was watching that TBT tournament the other day, and you know that they have that, they had their own bubble as well with the curtains around, that camera's tight, and they they had the finger on the button in case there was a curse word. So, 
I mean, everything's new. Everything's different. So it's going to be an adjustment all the way around for every team. Big T, Thurl Bailey with us, of course, from AT&T Sportsnet. But, Thurl, you've also been doing some podcasting. In fact, last time we talked to you, you had just had Dr. J on your podcast. Today we're talking to you. You just had Isaiah Thomas on your podcast. I think it's pretty safe to say, Thurl, that you have the best guest list of any podcast out there. Well, that's, that's nice of you to say. You know, it's, it, it, it kind of goes along with what I was able to do for years and play in this elite club of guys that um, you competed with on the court, but you had a relationship. You know, even after the game, you have a relationship and respect off the court. So to be able to reach out to those guys and, and get them to, to trust you and believe in you and be on your show, uh, Isaiah – you know, regardless of what I may have thought about him on the court while we were playing, because, you know, it was all competitive, he's a, he's a really great guy. He's a great man. He's a great businessman. And and he's a good soul, right? He really is. And I think when you don't know that on the outside and you just think of, you know, well, he walked off the court on Michael, uh, that must make him an a-hole. No, it doesn't. And it's just it's, it's kind of something in the moment. Maybe he made a bad decision that you know, I'm sure he would have done it differently. But just a lot of great conversation with some great, great, not just people in sports, but in general. But it's good to have people like Dr. J and, and uh, Isaiah Thomas to be able to come and share their thoughts with you. No, it's it, it's so cool, and you just don't get that that content out there. I I, I think it's a, I think it's amazing. And and let me just you could probably give a big long answer to this, but uh, it, what a what's Isaiah? What made Isaiah Thomas so great? What made that uh, in his makeup made him able to overcome? I mean, he was one of the best players in the league during the NBA Golden years, and he kind of yeah. had that that mentality. What's it about him that made him so great? Fearless. He was fearless. He was really, you know, at that time as a point guard, you didn't feel a lot of point guards who didn't care who was in the paint. They were going to get there, and they were going to score. And he became a really good playmaker as well uh, when he didn't have it. So he wasn't scared to get knocked down. I and mean, we saw that when he came in and Carl sliced his head open pretty much. Um, but, uh, you know, he it was that era, right? It was that competitive era that you needed to be a certain way. You couldn't play for the Pistons, the bad boys, if you weren't a bad boy. So I think the development of his game to be able to get his and then to also be a facilitator to that team he played for, those teams in Detroit that he played for, uh, and a high basketball IQ made him a special, special player. All right, Big T, before I let you go, this is a personal curiosity question, and I always like to ask you about NC State because I used to live back in North Carolina and I'm familiar with that, area, uh, with, that, with that area. But let me ask you this. When UNC and Duke are playing basketball, who do you cheer for? <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, probably UNC because the word is, is everybody hates Duke. <laughs> right. That's, that's yep. the word. That's that the is the feel, word. Right? <laughs> that's so a great answer. Cheer, if you got to cheer for somebody, it ain't Duke. See, I'm with you, Thurl. I cheer against teams all the time. I do that constantly. I'm with you. I can cheer against Duke. I'm on board. Let's do it. Uh, don't tell Coach Quinn Snyder that, though. Right? Oh, good point. Yeah, we'll keep this to ourselves. Good point. Good point. All right, <laughs> hey, Big T, you're the best. Thank you so much. Anytime. You take care of yourself. Back at you. 
Thorough Big T Bailey, one of the best, uh, joining us here on the big show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, just to kind of reset, we, we talked to Thorough a, a little bit about it, but all three jazz scrimmages will be televised on AT&T Sportsnet. July 23rd, the scrimmage against the Suns will start at 6. July 25th, the scrimmage against the Heat will actually take place at 2 o'clock, but it will be aired at 7 p.m. And then the scrimmage against the Nets on July 27th will be at 3 30 p.m. You'll be able to watch those uh, right there on AT&T Sportsnet, and I'm so glad they're airing them. Bring it on. We're all just starving for basketball. I don't care if it doesn't count in the win-loss column. Bring it on. And Thurl's going to be part of that broadcast alongside Craig Buller. Jack, I know Bowler was telling us that Matt Harpering, uh, that Matt Harpering is going to be in Atlanta, but they are going to work him into the broadcast uh, uh, at times. And I know Kristen Kinney is going to be doing some work on the television side of things as well. Uh, as far as radio goes, uh, I'm going to be anchoring, as usual, our pre-half and post-game coverage. Uh, David Locke and Ron Boone will have all the action for you, as usual. So uh, staying pretty consistent on the radio side, except at least for the first part of the return in the bubble, the radio broadcast is going to be produced by my good friend Austin Horton. Unless so it go. sounds bad, and then it was Lloyd. And then it was Lloyd. If, if, it, uh, if things go uh, terribly wrong, then, uh, then Lloyd was running the show. Although, Austin, uh, it, you know, this continues on your role of producing the jazz broadcast under unique circumstances. The last jazz, <laughs> the last jazz broadcast you produced was the Mexico City game. Uh. And uh, it, let's, let's just say it wasn't, the, it, 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 wasn't in, it wasn't catastrophic, but it wasn't smooth either. It, it was like working inside a volcano, not because it was hot in the studio or anything. It was just there was magma flying all over. There was the earth was shaken. There, there was things falling off the walls. There was a, a dragon trying to eat me. It was a bad, 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 bad night. And the jazz intern would attest to such. Yeah, you're you're just not you. you Sorry, are Andrew. Not- you are not allowed to produce jazz games under normal circumstances. Sorry, Austin. It's just not <laughs> and, in the cards and for I'm you. No longer to produ- I'm no longer allowed to produce jazz games that are on international soil. But yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, we'll get to more coming up next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.